Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm stood outside the Emirates Stadium on a beautiful, sunny, early September afternoon ahead of Arsenal against Manchester United. If I took my time saying that then, it's because I'm a bit nervous, I'll be honest. I'm not confident that Manchester United will get a win here. I hate myself for saying that, but the record is terrible since that cup win in January, what, four years ago? And even when Manchester United had some of the greatest teams, I know we had some top games here, but I remember coming here in September 98 and getting battered. So please prove me wrong. You'll be listening to this after, so you'll know what's going on. Delighted this this podcast has got a new sponsor and we appreciate the support. Actually, it's a sponsor who can help you. It's Improve Easy. Uh, improve easier helping United fans across the country save money on their energy bills by installing home improvement measures such as free solar panels free boilers and free insulation all you need to do is text text the word easy e-a-s-y to 60777 to see if you qualify there's government funds going into this so you might be eligible for all the free things that I've mentioned so text the word easy E-A-S-Y to 60-60-777. Why not give it a go? See if you are eligible to receive and have installed free solar panels, boilers, and free insulation. Right, on to this podcast with Mark Ogden um, from ESPN. Mark's been on this podcast right from the start, really. We've always valued getting him on uh, good to see you Mark I saw you were in uh, Australia for the Women's World Cup yeah it was really good that so this is my uh, first Premier League game of the season um, end of August beginning of September and same old story really isn't it late signings if he start so I don't know what to expect today well I know what to expect I think they're going to get beat but you know, that's, that's, the game hasn't started yet so how do you think Manchester United are looking if you were explaining Planet Manchester United to someone in Australia who you've just met on your travels right now. What would you say? Um, well, <laughs> it's a hard on that because I, th- I think if you watch United over the years, the last ten years have been it's a different club to what me and you kind of grew up yeah. watching and reporting on. So, um, and that's that's the hard thing really because the, the whole culture of the club has changed. And I, I think I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really have any great ambitions for the team this season. I think I think last year they overperformed by winning the cup. We saw the real United in the cup final against City. I think that they didn't really have any chance of beating City. I think if you had a, a combined Manchester 11, there wouldn't be any United players in it. So they had to make some signings in the summer. I'm just not sure they've addressed the issues they had to do. Look, they had to get a goalkeeper in. And so I, I remember you speaking very cogently about David De Gea in May 19. Yeah. And you're really strong about him. Yeah. I, listen, I, I think... He's, he's been an outdated goalkeeper for a long time and you know he's a great shot stopper but communication was poor awful with his feet and I think I think look he spent all summer as a free agent he's not got a club and I think that that points to a lot of issues at United right now that over the last five or six years there's a lot of people who've been at the club managers coaches players who left United and just sunk without trace you know Ollie's not got a job hasn't had a sniff of a job Donny van der Beek can't get a club nobody, nobody really wants Harry Maguire and you look at all the players that left 12 months ago Jesse Lingard free agent Pogba had a nightmare Mata moved on from the club at Cavani so they've been dragging a lot of dead wood around for a long time and I think De Gea was dead wood and I think 
the fact he's not got a club. Real Madrid are desperate for a keeper. They had a keeper crisis a month ago. And they, they actually spent a loan fee to get Kepa. So, you know, I, I think I think one or two fans have got a few issues with Onana, but I think he'll I think he'll be all right. But I think they'll change the way they play and it'll be a much more proactive and progressive way to play. But he will take time to bed in because the defenders are used to a guy that is so quick to come off his line. He's completely night and day to De Gea. But I think long term, I think he's a he's much more of the modern goalkeeper. I think he'll be better for United than De Gea was in this modern era. You know, De Gea, Mark One was a great goalkeeper, but I think for the last five years, no. What about Ten Hag? Um, it's a big season, this because I think he lacks a bit of charisma. I think to be the Man United manager, you need a bit of charisma. You need that um, ability to get people on your side and and fight the battles that that Fergie would always fight and that. You know, get get back to where United would would dislike. I, I think I don't think people dislike it United anymore. I think there's a bit of pity there. And you don't want to be pitied, do you? I think I think I think Ten Hag needs to be stronger and assert his personality more if he has one. You know, he, he's Dutch, so that that means that he's a very different personality to what what you see. But I think you know we're at Arsenal today, and Arteta is very kind of on the front foot. You know, from Arsenal's part of view, and very outspoken. And you can take it or leave it. I think he's. I don't like the way he acts on the touchline, but I think you know his personality. I think Ten Hag, he needs to be a bit bolder, really, both in, in the way that he did play and the way that he maybe deals with the owners. He's a bit more outspoken and tells the truth a little bit more about what he thinks about players that are in and players that are out. And I'm sure he would have liked more players to have left this summer. Why couldn't they have been more ruthless like Man City when getting players out? Maguire could have gone, Van der Beek, you know, all these players that we spoke about before. They're still here and they're still lingering on. You talk about the owners, there's a story today in the Mail on Sunday suggesting that they're not going to sell. What did you make of that? Well, I mean, since this whole process started last November, I mean, I was told in January that the people that were looking to buy the club were, were getting kind of a bit uneasy about the whole the Avi and Joel thing that they didn't want to sell, that certainly Joel didn't want to sell. And he felt that having the siblings involved has held him back over the years to how he wants to run the club, which sounds like a big excuse to me. But... But even now, in what we're not September, that they're still lingering. I don't think they want to sell. I think, I think ultimately it's a financial a financial decision, and I think they think that if they can cling on with their fingertips for another couple of years, there might be a bit more, certainly a bigger pool of buyers and a more make it a more attractive team to, to buy. But that, that's the wrong, you know. That they're basically dealing with Man United like it's a house, and it's, it's the wrong way to do it. But I don't think they have any football sense or knowledge that the longer they stay in charge the less attractive United will be. The ground ain't getting any better. The team is treading water. You know, Liverpool, Man City, you know, Tottenham had a great start to the season. A lot of clubs are not pulling away, but just they're no longer in United's, in United's wake. You know, they're on a level footing now. And I think the longer the Glazers stay, that is not going to get any better. So in two years' time, if they do stick around for two years, I don't think they're suddenly going to become a more attractive club to buy because of what they do on the pitch. They might be more attractive because you know, there may be a Club World Cup that they're in, but you're not going to be in that. I mean, they won't be in it anytime soon the way they're playing. The, the ground is going to need more. I don't see what value they get out of staying. I mean, look, they sell it for £5 billion. Pounds. That's a massive profit. They're all, they're all walking away with, you know, just short of a billion pounds each. So what do they need? What do they want? I mean, that what is ridiculous. spend that on? Just... Well, exactly, but I mean, I've, I've been told a long, long time, over the years, you can't, you can't overstate how much the Glazers, Joel and Avi, love being Man United's owners. Well, that's fine, but what do they love about it? The team's not been winning. They're getting grief non-stop from the fans, which is just... Do you care about that? I don't think they do, now. 
I don't think uh, I, 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 they love being Man United owners mm. when Manchester United played in their backyard mm. a couple of months ago one of them went to one game yeah listen I, I admire the fans the persistence and for tw- almost 20 years now but I do think that the Glazers basically shut the door pull the curtains and don't care because and they're also based they're in you know they're in America so they're, they're insulated from a lot of it as well and I know it might affect the the merchandise and the sponsorship deals the commercial deals it has done I'm sure it has but it don't really matter to them because they're still taking 78 million pounds out a year but honest to god they, they don't care in the slightest they, they don't say anything they don't and, and the, the, getting back to the point about how they enjoy being United's owners well, what enjoyment can you get of being in charge of a club that the two biggest rivals have dominated for the last five years and you look at the team on the pitch do they really look at the team on the pitch think they've got a chance of winning the Champions League or the Premier League well if they do that shows you how bad they are as owners because they're nowhere near nowhere near we spoke about the new goalkeeper what about the other new signings Rasmus Hoyland yeah. Mason Mount the loan signings well I mean I like Mason Mount as a player I, th- I think he's a good busy player but he's not what United needed really I, I, you know when, you've got, when they're all fit you've got Ericsson and Fernandez. I'm like well they're all playing a similar sort of position I think what they needed was a you know the, the Man United of old would have gone for Declan Rice and, and done the deal you know that's what they needed a energetic powerful young midfielder good character a leader that would have been you know their guy you know he's not, he's not Roy Keane but he's you know the modern era is, is a very good midfielder so I think Mount will do a job at some point hopefully that a lot of the social media fans will get off his back because I think you need to give him time um, do you not think they need a scapegoat though now that De Gea's gone now that Harry's not playing yeah well maybe or do you think they're just too quick to judge you know one or two well, games I think they're the right too quick to judge and I don't think they have any really understanding of the game I just think it's all about it's all about the stats and you know gifts online and clips of you know six second clips of somebody falling over the ball it's not they don't get it really but that's that that is a certain section of modern supporters so you're never going to change that Hoyland I've not seen enough of him but I, I spoke to somebody who watched a lot of him last year in Italy and said that the first six months he looked very raw second six months he really kicked on and the reason why Ten Hag went for him over Kane and you know I'm sure he would have got Harry Kane if he could have done but Harry Kane is a different sort of striker Highland is he wants somebody to press and work hard up front and the one thing I've done a piece of this week that United's forwards don't work hard enough that's why they've been so easy to beat away from home they just Rashford, Martial, Anthony they just don't work hard enough they just, they just don't so Highland's been brought in to do that you know persistence up front chasing people down like, like Haaland if, if Erling Haaland's prepared to do it at Man City then there's no excuse for any any striker because Haaland's the best the best in the world and he puts the work in so why United players don't but Highland's been brought in to do that who else in the loan signings um, Amrabat I think is a good signing I think they need bodies in midfield and I think Casemiro needs a bit of help Hoy- um, Reguillon you know they were backed into a corner there they had no choice you know him or Kukurea well <laughs> it's not much of a choice is it um, who else has brought in that? Um, they've got a new oh, second go- choice goalkeeper yeah. from Fenerbahce yeah. Turkish International I don't know which I'll have, to, I'll have to pass on that one um, We'll get back to that one before we yeah. play Galatasaray away. <laughs> I think it's more about the players that he should have got rid of. Yeah. You know, I think I think Harry Maguire needs to probably look himself in the mirror a little bit and say, look, why am I staying at Man United? He's clearly not not wanted in the first team. It's a matter of pride then. I think I'd imagine you talk about scapegoats, so imagine he will be the scapegoat because fans have said, Well, if you'd have gone, that's thirty million quid for a player off the wage bill. And I think you know, we're talking about David De Gea before he's not got a club yet. And look at Eden Hazard, who might retire. It's, it's a short career. People like Maguire and, you know, is Eric Bailly going to cut? No. no. Exactly, Donny van der Pitt. These, these guys just said, right, I'm going to take a big pay cut to play. What's the point in lingering around when they're not going to play and they're just going to be 
you know, targeted by fans. So United should have done more to get them out, really, because they've not. I mean, Van der Beek especially has got no future at the club, so just move them on. Shall I ask your prediction today, or is that, I don't even want to do this. I don't know what mine's going to be. It's not positive. Look, I, I, I just think I think United will get beat. I think Arsenal are so dangerous at home. They've got great attacking players, and I think United haven't got at, at the moment with the injuries they've got, with Varane being out, and with you know issues in midfield, and with Hoyland not starting. I just think United are so vulnerable today. I just think wrong part of the season. There's nothing. There's nothing I can see in United will say the win, and they're even playing that horrible new away kit as well so that you know, bad away kits usually mean bad, bad results I even remember coming here in September 98 the treble winning yeah. season and getting battered yeah I remember that um, I remember the Charity Shield that year as well and they got battered so but I mean at least then you, I mean Arsenal were a brilliant side there this, this Arsenal side is nowhere near that but but you know United bounced back from that but at the time United had Ferguson and Charles they had the players they had, they had. Keane would come back from his, his cruise ship you just knew they had the credentials there there's a lot of question marks about this United team. There's a lot of players that have been around for so long now that you, you don't have to... You, you know what you're going to get. You know what you're getting from Martial, from Lindelof, from Dallow. You might get... Well, not, you wouldn't say you get effort, but not in Martial's case. It would certainly be Dallow and Lindelof. You know you're going to get effort, but you're not getting quality, really. One bissack of the same sort of thing. And it, you know, I, I, there aren't really any, any doubts. You know what you're getting. It's not often very good. Thanks for your time, Mark. Cheers, Paul. Delighted to be stood with... A fanzine seller, a real-life printed fanzine seller, um, which you get at Arsenal with the Guna. We've swapped issues with the Guna for 30 years. Brilliant. Um, we see the sellers either on this side of the ground uh, or over near the Arsenal underground station where they've been for years. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, Andy. Honestly, it's, um, you know yourself, it's, it's a massive struggle with print. but, but it's it, dear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, it is hard, but, but the... the, the the, the satisfaction you get from actually printing something, having something tangible in your hands, as opposed to a lot of people have said scrolling on a screen, clickbait, all that nonsense, is, is it, it just keeps you going basically. We 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 had to get to a thousand subscribers. We were on about seven fifty after a massive campaign in May. Um, I am denied all, all June whether I was going to close it down just because it was so painful not to get that thousand. When the club itself talks about hundreds of millions of fans around the world, yeah. to not get a thousand people to to subscribe to sixty eight pages full colour of Arsenal intelligent Arsenal considered yeah. irreverent writing was really painful but the the, the, the the love and just just the community you get from people coming to even today like it's baking out I've had I've been hugging people all day basically sweating like a big here but it's, it means so much more than just just some words on a page it's a community it's a it's a way of life for like-minded people who care about their club who don't care about all the hysterical nonsense on on YouTube and all you know 16 hours a day on transfers I know transfers have a place in football but you know yeah exactly we're um, we're far more than that so um you know yourself I mean we've got a huge respect for you like you say we've had massive tie-up over the years and stuff and yeah f fair play to anyone who's involved in a printed fanzine Monday oh fair play to them they, they've been bigging us all up over the weekend I saw that Big and I'm nodding along to a lot of what you're saying because a lot of our readers they prefer print we get great support we, we hit our highest subscription level um, a few weeks ago which is wonderful yeah you know yeah. people are still into it all yeah. these years yeah. years it's, it's... later and it definitely offers something different. I know what goes in there, and I know some of what I put in there 
doesn't go anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're paying for that, you're getting it and yeah. you're appreciating it. And we've got some, we've got some cracking riders. This is a tune. It's Underworld, isn't it? Born <laughs> yeah. Was that done out of North London? Oh, yeah, I think they were. Yeah, I think they yeah. were out of North Obviously, London. I'm so not down with the kids anymore. <laughs> Thirty years ago, I've forgotten about the nineties and the eighties. Yeah, no, it's um, you're right. I mean, to, to, if, if you, I'm all for the democratisation of writing. You know, everyone should read. Everyone should write. Everyone should do as much as possible. But if you say to someone, give us something for the website, they won't ask how many words. If we say, if I say, give me something for for page 17 of Laguna, I will say I need 365 words. So every one of those words is thought, thought through, is considered. It, it, it means something basically, and you get far more intelligent writing that way, far more interesting writing, even if it's shorter sometimes. So. The word you use, considered, it's totally right, and it's adult. Yeah. And yeah. you know, we, yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, you've got a decent side. Shame you couldn't win the league last oh, year. Mate, honestly, tell me about it. Biggest shame that we couldn't, but you know, I'd rather <laughs> that you would have won it. Um, what's gone right? I mean, when you came to Old Trafford last year, yeah, you, the free were, uh, you were yeah. brilliant. Yeah, we were brilliant. a bit lucky that day, I thought, because we don't normally do that well against United, but it was. Just, it, I thought we should have won that day. Obviously, the. 3-2 in um, January was a cracking game really enjoyed that but we played actually alright that yeah day that, was a, that was almost like a bit of a throwback to, to yeah. when the world stopped to watch Arsenal United games basically so really enjoyed that but um, yeah that City game that 4-1 at the end of the season I was, I was up there covered the game obviously and um, supposed to meet mates afterwards in City like Manchester great night out you know yourself um, I was like a 14 I went back to the hotel room laid in the dark absolutely gutted because it was men against boys so for 248 days we were kidding ourselves that we're going to do it and until you get rid of sports watching and that's not say a great City are a great side absolutely love watching them as a neutral and all the rest of it but it's the league skewed you can say oh yeah teams always had money but that, that's natural economics it's not it's not a, a nation state or a petro state putting money in just to completely distort the league so what can you 115, do 115 116 charges hanging yeah over. exactly and it's still hanging over them because they've, they've got all the lawyers to tie them up allegedly do you know what I mean so what can you do it's just so frustrating but but you know you, you were around the 80s I was as well and the 90s as well and like, like I said the world stopped to watch Arsenal United games hopefully today it'll be one of those games where you just two teams going toe to toe, toe against each other with all the history with all the loaded significance with all the names I can't wait I love it and it's a sunny day fansies are going well what more do you need eh? I wish they had your enthusiasm for <laughs> Manchester United going Arsenal I really do it seems quite organic the way that your team has, has improved under Mikel Arteta I can remember let's say now August 2020 yeah getting a phone call from an agent asking me for Arsenal sports director's number and and is it still Edu because he wanted to put his client in to be Arsenal manager so that is three years ago now yeah so that's never happening now, is it? He's yeah. doing a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a few grumbles of Edo still. I mean, I was, I was. Well, this, was this was Arteta. This was Sorry. to replace Arteta. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. Yeah. There's certain. Um yeah, for, for want of a better phrase, internet, grotesque internet caricature, YouTube yeah. channel, and they printed our Twitter out T-shirts. I wonder where they are now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like... But do it, these people exist in real life? Because we have them at Man United, yeah. but no one's ever seen them at a game. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, yeah. yeah just online noise. Yeah, yeah, people just like moaning, and they like hearing their own voice, and everyone's entitled to an opinion, and, you know, and that's what social media is about. But take a step back and just understand what your team's about. Understand what the, your manager is hopefully trying to do in terms of build something, and build a culture, build, build a squad again. Later, All right, lovely. Okay. Mate. Great stuff. Thanks very much, mate. All the best. Oh, mate, I appreciate that. Cheers. Good on you. Come on, you gunners. Love it. I love, <laughs> I love the connection you've got with your
with your readers. Oh, mate. I think it's really, really important. Oh, you, you'll know yourself. It's like that, isn't it? It's not just about the result. I don't yeah. care who you support. Yeah. Your team's your team. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and they'll be there forever, no matter what, through thick and thin. That's what you do. You, 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 pick a, you, you don't pick a team. Your dad picks a team for you, basically. And you, that's it. Well, no matter what, no matter your, your bottom of the league, top of the world, whatever it is, your team will always be your team. It's like family. You know, and, and that's, it will be there forever, basically. So... Taking too much of your time here. So no. briefly, <laughs> who are your best three players at the moment? Oh, um, I, I love Saka. I mean, he, people had a few grumbles at the start of the season, but this goal he could score against Forest was absolutely fantastic. Odegaard is so skillful. I love him a bit. Um, and Ben White. Ben White is always never let us down. Basically, so yeah. In in thirty seconds, what do you think of uh, Manchester United at the moment? <laughs> with me, with me asked about it or not? <laughs> or trying to be nice. Um, <laughs> United are one of the world's biggest clubs. Always had respect for them if you look at them in terms of trying to be objective. But they're not the United they were. I know Ten Hag's trying to build something, but I don't know if he's anywhere near that yet. You, you, you know better I don't know. I don't know. Best and worst moments from Manchester United oh, Arsenal games. Where to start the six two? Villa Park replay. Yeah, start yeah, there if you want. yeah. I did all those. I don't want to talk about that. It still hurts six me two. now. You said yeah, the six two. Six two. Lee Sharp. I was at oh, that game. Yes. Terrible. Awful. You were brilliant. I, I, yeah. We drove down. We 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 nicked off school. And you were clear favourites that day because yeah. you were the best team uh, around. Well, yeah, we won the league that year. It was just like, yeah. Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking it was unbelievable. Like, league, like, like, Lee Sharp will never play a better game than that. Honestly, I can still picture it now in front of the club game. Beautiful top on. <laughs> Danny Wallace was a world beater that night as well. That, that didn't happen before or after. Oh, mate, I'll tell you Either. what, though, like, one more memory. Like, May 1983, my first ever Man United Arsenal game. You'd beaten us in the FA Cup semi final. You'd beaten us over two legs in a League Cup. I was about 10 years old. Went with my dad. It was 16,000 IB. Trouble everywhere. We beat you 3 0. Remy Moses got off. Get goosebumps now just talking about it. <laughs> Leif, you're a star, mate. <laughs>
same old Arsenal always cheating is because Arsenal's just been given a penalty. It's at the other end of the grounds where, where we are in the way end. But it was reviewed and overturned. So United are gone. Loud it, good it. One all after 61 minutes. 65 minutes gone, and Rasmus Hoyland looks like he's coming on. Been good in the United end. Hoyland on for Martial. Fans got behind the team sort of thing, we weren't with a chance. And I still thought we were a chance in the second half with the fans behind them. And the fans went quiet sort of thing. I think Arsenal took over the game a little bit. So if we can all get behind the team as much as we can, I think we'll get more points in than not, if you know what I mean. So even though we're all flawed right now, yeah. you, you, you saw some encouragement, what we saw. Well, and uh, as we know each other very well. Yeah, what's Everyone says the 11th man sort of thing is important. And Manchester United fans, right throughout, who, who follow the team on and away, if they get behind the team, there's more chance of winning than if we don't get behind the team. That's all I like to say, mate. Yeah. All right, mate, thank you. All right, I'll do. This is awful. Uh, I'm walking away from the ground now. Uh, out the United end, the fans you can hear singing are Arsenal fans. 
grown man's just bounced past us. Thinking something about Declan Rice. Literally jumping around in front of us. Thought he just pointed out that his socks were shit. Walking down the ramp now. Away from the ground. I feel, I feel absolutely sick. I, I, honestly, I feel sick of that. But I, I didn't expect United to win that. And first 27 minutes before the goal went in, United were playing so deep that I thought that there's no way uh, United can avoid a defeat here. And then Rashford got the goal, which looked like a very good goal from where I was, and a brilliant assist. Then Arsenal did a Munich on us, as in 38 seconds later or whatever it was. So you're just calming down and then they, they equalised. And then in the second half, they had the penalty bar. And then when Garmacho went through, that United end was brilliant. I thought the United end was good today. And you can't always say that about London away games. But I thought it was decent today. And it wasn't to be... I'd like to see that again. You, you'll have, most people listening to this will have seen the, the margins. You know, might be talking out my backside because it might have been miles off. But he didn't look it from where I was. And then you've got a third, and you leave the ground, and you walk into this euphoria which isn't your own. And everyone's smiling apart from the people you're with. And people are singing, "Rice, rice, baby." Ah, it's awful, it's awful. Uh, <laughs> walking back onto them streets outside the ground. Anything encouraging? I thought Aaron Wambasaka did well against Martinelli. Not easy to do well against Martin Allen because he's excellent. Banana uh, made some decent saves. I'd like to see for that last one whether he could have done more. But we're four games in now and it's one, two, lost two, which is exactly the same as a year ago. Now the two defeats are at Tottenham and Arsenal away, so the, the terrible away form against decent sides continues. I actually saw more to be positive about today than in the win against Wolves. Uh, Hoyland came on, decent reception, held the ball up well a couple of times, went inside, I think it was on... Oh, I it was. I've written Gabriel level. Um, nah, I mean, look at the, the games we've got coming up. Manchester United need to start winning matches. And that happened last year. And it can happen this year. I just don't have the same confidence that I had a month ago. Didn't expect to win here. We're terrible here. It's five straight defeats now. It feels awful. Why am I getting like this after a game of rugby football that I've not even played it? That you can't even control. A load of fellas you don't even know. Looking back now to the coaches. I'm going to actually get a train to Manchester now. Hiya, what do you make of that? I'm the unfucked. You're fucked? No. Gutting, isn't it? It's gutting. 
Any positives from it? The young lad when he came on, he Ireland moved their two centre halves around the place. Well, injury. Right. It's, it's just it. Why have got all these injuries? Was it? Well, people are talking about the offside. I'm watching. You know, why are we picking up all these injuries? Is it because of all the tours they did? I don't know. Johnny got what? Johnny, Johnny Evans got brought down on their second goal and the referee never done nothing. How do you feel now? Well, I feel that... I thought the performance was brilliant today. It looked really good today. Yeah, there was some good moments. Especially when Harlan come on. He's going to be a good one, that lad. Yeah. But I just sat waiting for the coaches to leave there. You know what's not fair? No, not refereeing decisions at Arsenal. Well, there is that. The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows and movies from you based on your location. And then as the nerve, just to keep increasing the prices. Now, you could just cancel your subscription in protest or you could be smart about it and make sure you're getting your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN. You might not know what's on Netflix in your country is completely different to what someone in South Korea has on theirs. By using ExpressVPN, you can control which country you want Netflix to think you're in. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from, so every time you run out of stuff to watch, just switch to another country to unlock new shows. Just one tap away, ExpressVPN lets you change your location to watch it. And here's the best bit, it's not just for Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows on other streaming services too. BBC iPlayer, for example. ExpressVPN is super fast and works on your phone, your laptop, even smart TVs. So you can watch your shows on the big screen with zero buffering. So be smart, stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com forward slash united. Don't forget to use our links. You can get three months extra for absolutely nothing. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united. Expressvpn.com forward slash united to learn more. I'm back at Piccadilly Station now. It's 11 o'clock at night. Train's packed, fully united. The players were on the train as well. They got off at various uh, stations. They have their own carriages. So a very, very long day. I got up at five this morning. I still feel really disappointed. I know there were some positives, so I'm just disappointed that United lost the game. Because I felt for most of that match that United were not going to lose it. And when Garnacho put the goal in, everyone went absolutely mental and we're thinking, Life is wonderful. This has been a great away day. A draw would have been a good result, but to concede those two late goals was massively disappointing. So I'm seeing uh, all kinds of United fans. There's um, a couple coming off the train now in wheelchairs. It's really good that the train can be adapted uh, with special ramps so that fans can travel on it to away matches. And we've got no game now for two weeks. So that means, you know, it's going to fester in it, the mood's going to fester for a couple of weeks. There's not a lot we can do about that. I just need my bed now. I think like, uh, 
a lot of people who've travelled to Arsenal away this year, they need the beds as well. The away form at Arsenal is, is terrible now. I think it's five defeats in a draw in the last six league games. Just not good Hugely, hugely disappointing. Until the next podcast, thank you very much. Goodbye.